when you hear the phrase a TED talk or a TEDx talk, what goes through your mind? Do you think, I'd love to do that? I'm not sure how all that works. Am I good enough? Could I be good enough? I'm Sheena Walker from Performance by Design. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you aspects of TED Talks and my understanding of TED Talks and how you can use this type of presentation in your business. I often speak about becoming slightly famous, being a performance-based speaker, being impactful. And one way that you can have the competitive edge is by learning a TED-style talk. And one of the things I do with my executives, my CEOs and my executives, is I teach them how to do different frameworks for different situational speaking. So my executives will have a framework for briefings, a framework for winning new business, a framework for the boardroom, that new proposal. These are all different types of frameworks that great speakers learn and can adapt, which is situational. But one of the things that I've been sharing in the last few years is a TED-style talk. And what does that mean? So what does TED stand for? TED stands for Technology, Entertainment and Design. And that fits perfectly with what I teach in training and speaking. And could I ask you another question? Would your company fit into technology, the entertainment business or designing services? That's a condensed version. I think that what I see and hear when I listen to TED Talks is that they've become very much trauma-based and very, very me, me, me focused. You know, people tell their story and they think to them it's really, really interesting. And I'm sure it is for some of us. But if you're starting to be a performance-based speaker and you're going to look at how you can have a TED-style talk, you've got to be able to take what you're going to speak about. And if it's your personal story, of course you can start off with that. But there's a place in the 18 minutes to do that. But you have to be able to make a transition into what the audience can learn from you. I remember listening to or having doing training with Chris Anderson, the curator of TED. And I believe that what he did, he raised the bar of what's expected in presentations and speeches. And some of the things that he shared, I had to smile because I was doing them anyway. But for some people that have old world thinking, 
they would be doing what I'm just about to share with you. You know, he says it's no longer good enough to talk to a PowerPoint. Speakers are expected to have charm and charisma and a talk structure that they can speak to their audience. The second thing that he shared and I agree with is you need to have methods for minimising reliance on notes and at the same time being able to build that continuity, build that structure and learn how to do that without notes. There was something on LinkedIn, I think it was on Monday, and this gentleman, his opening line was, who said you can't speak with notes? That's probably utter rubbish, was, was actually his words. Now, that's old world thinking, and he had a photograph up of somebody standing with their notes to speak. Now, you may do that. If you need to use notes, it means two things. It means that you're not sure of your subject matter or you don't have a framework that's easy to remember so that you can speak for a short time. I don't want you to get confused between speaking without notes and training because if you're in a training situation in the classroom of course you're going to have slides of course you're going to have notes that you refer to that would be slightly a different session that I could have with you so how can you stop what you're doing right now and break all the rules of convention. How can you build a communication style that takes you from being an amateur to delivering great presentations? Because if you don't have a framework and you don't have an area of expertise with brilliant content, you do sound like an amateur. And many, many people, I'm being... I'm giving feedback. Am I being judgmental? Yes, many people sound like amateurs because they come across with just this deluge of information. And one of the things that Ted does is, and I think this is really good, that each TEDx area, they have a specific criteria that when you apply to do their TED Talk, you need to have a brilliant idea in line with their theme. And here's the bit that's really key. Your talk has to be something that you've never presented before, ever, apart from maybe practising it in the house. It should be different, it should be creative, and it should be innovative. And that's crucial. That, And I have seen people that I have heard them before and what they're presenting is similar. But really good TED speakers will take a new idea from their basket or toolkit of expertise 
and develop it specifically in line with the theme of the particular area. And the second thing that's quite important is as you're putting your talk together, now this, I'm speaking about in the business world or your TED Talk, you must ask yourself, what can the audience learn from me? What can I share with them? And as I mentioned earlier, each event has a theme and the emphasis, I mean, it's unbelievable that people speak on trauma and vulnerability. And to be honest, I just switch off. I can't listen to that. It's not helpful. And if you've studied psychology, it isn't helpful to listen to lots of trauma, which can actually be very impactful in your head. And it it's just gives mixed signals. So I think it's super to be able to create that personal and professional idea that's totally yours. And if you start to think about doing a TED-style talk, it's how do you come up with an idea that's so different? And how can you take that idea and put your perspective on it so that the audience thinks, wow. See, you see, your message, whether it's in the business world or to to TEDx, has to actually have some ideas and some content that people become so curious about what you're going to speak about that they grasp and listen to every word that you say. And that's what you want to do if you've got an 18-minute talk in your business. Do people grasp what you're going to say? Do they listen to your ideas, your area of expertise? Do they listen to how you have shared that, how you've delivered that, and how they might take on board what you're speaking to them about. If I was to ask you in your notebook to write down in one sentence an idea that you've thought about that people would think was brilliant, would be big, bold and brilliant for you to share or to speak about. Can I say, if you can do that, and maybe that's something you want to think about this week. What could I speak about that's big, bold and brilliant? That is the fantastic starting point. Of course, looking to see where there might be a TEDx doc in your area. And then looking at the theme and being able to put the perspective and your slant on to fit in with that theme. And recently I've been speaking about keeping business and speaking simple. And I use a phrase, can you be simply sophisticated? And what's that brilliant idea? Hopefully after you've been listening to me speaking today about 18 minutes and TED style talks, 
you'll have that idea, you'll have that fantastic way that you think that you can move forward. So if I said to you in 10 words, write it down, a fantastic idea, and in 10 words, what is it? So what is that idea? I had written something quite recently because of my sport background. And the words I wrote down was podium success. Now, that's because I worked with athletes. But I need to look at how I can put a different slant on on the podium, on the podium in business. What's my ideas using the podium success in business? So the second part after you've got 10 words is, how can you speak for 18 minutes to share your point of view on the topic and a new perspective? And it might be that it's something that you've done. I mean, for me... I started my talk something like this, and I don't have it in front of me. This is really off the top of my head now. As I looked to the podium and saw my athletes receive their medals, I can remember bowing down to receive my medals on the podium. Can you imagine what that felt like? on the podium, being the very best and having that competitive edge. Let me ask you, what if you had the podium edge in your business? So that's just an intro. And then I would have to look at 18 minutes of compare and contrast, likes, dislike, and why I thought like I did. But I guess the theme around me sharing that is about everybody knows that if you stand on the podium, you're a winner. If you stand on the podium, you've planned and trained and been successful and got a result. So how do we get there? So can you see what I did? So can you do that? Sometimes people get this wrong and they come up with a title and a topic for TED and it's the topic's not relevant. And so it's important to think about if you had an umbrella, we have an umbrella, but what's underneath it? What's five or six subheadings underneath that umbrella? I remember a gentleman called Ken Robinson, Ken Robson, and he was a university lecturer. He actually died quite suddenly last year, but he was really inspiring when he spoke. And he, his theme or topic was about, his idea was about creating innovation and creativity for young people in schools. He believed that they didn't teach that in schools. But what if they did? And he shared how he thought that might happen. 
And he spoke very passionately about, in his opinion, how he thought the education system was quite flawed and how he saw it and how it could be very, very different. So his big idea was creativity in young people. And here's the key thing, because young people will shape our future. And he went on to describe how he saw that and what needs to happen. So can you see how Ken Robinson was worked in education, thought the system was flawed, what he thought the school's curriculum could teach, what they could do different, and how he had ideas. What if? Could they? Imagine. And you've got to start thinking like that too, that being involved in TED and looking at their themes or the business world where you speak for 18 minutes, you need to be able to have that idea in your business, that innovation, that creativity, and describe how you see the future. I asked a gentleman earlier today, he hadn't really done what we had agreed, and I said, so why do you keep the pause button on every day? If you have a pause button on how you work and think and what you do, you won't make any progress. So futurist people make progress because they go up the escalator, they take off that pause button and feel energised and charged to do things very differently. And if we just speak about Ken, he actually did a lot of research. So you need to do that too. So research your topic and resources in education. So he was looking across the UK at the resources that was available in schools, how they were teaching, where did they get their information? And he saw this huge gap. What if you took your idea, your innovation and creativity, did some research some re-engineering that maybe a little bit of research and a little bit of what you do just now and how could you identify a gap? I call that my grey world. What have you got in your grey world that you could speak about? And I believe that there's a key line here that you shouldn't miss. And that is, ask yourself what you're an expert in. Some people go off track, and I've done it. You know, when I first started looking at TED, I thought, you know what would be an interesting topic would be focusing on what you're an expert in and take your idea, just like Ken did, from education, innovation, where was the gap? you can identify that too if you were to speak at a TEDx event. One of the things that's important if you're sitting saying, Shina, I'm listening to what you're saying and I feel 
perhaps just a little bit lost. I'm not quite sure where I could start. That's okay. Because sometimes we've got to dip our toe in the water. We've got to dip our toe in a little bit, perhaps with a few topics. One of the things I do, I haven't done it recently, but I used to do this with mind maps. And I used to, I did some training many years ago with Tony Bazan, who did mind maps. And you put the one word in the middle of your page and then perhaps took six or eight topics that you could speak about from that word. That's a brilliant way to look at thinking about how you might speak in business or at TED is that one word and then eight things that that word means to you and then you can look at how you might focus and be more intentional and so that you could then have a brilliant collection of ideas and having a brainstormed and then looking at that collection of ideas the next thing you need to do is put your own perspective onto these ideas. Bring in your skills and knowledge and your expertise about what you know, what you've researched and what exists. This seems like a lot of information, but you've got to hone this in, but you need to have the information to start off with and then look at the mind map's the key thing, the word and eight what eight areas of meaning, how you interpret that. I remember Seth Godin saying it's a phrase that sits with me, you are not being judged, but what you bring to the table is being judged. So being a futurist, being creative. Creative so is something that people like and want, something in today's economy that people could act on after you've spoken, that we can then put our presentation together. Today I've just touched on the surface of being able to speak in 18 minutes of a TED style in business. And if you're in business... Being able to look at that framework, you know, what's your idea? Where's there a gap in business of the clients you serve? How could you educate them and teach them in what you do? What is it you offer them that's different? And what would be the benefits of listening to you? If you can start to think differently and think like that and you might just want to consider as you prepare how do you design and master your presentation how might you use your voice as you deliver content and the third thing is are you a great storyteller it's a great way to win the audience's heart and one of the things I do is use an analogy to do things in a creative way. So 
having a sports background, it's quite easy to use analogies when I speak and have compelling stories. But one of the things that I'd ask you is that to think about how you use your voice. TED speakers tend to stand on the spot, I think, because they're asked to do that. But they tend to stand on the spot and have a monotone voice. That means they have the same tonality all the way through for 18 minutes. What I think, and I'm sharing with you is, we don't speak in the same tonality for 18 minutes. So it's good to learn when you're sharing that great world gap, you're sharing innovation, that creativity, that success, you have a different voice for these different settings. And that would come naturally to you. I hope that you've got your notebook there and you've been writing down some of the ideas that I've been sharing with you. But for today, I'm going to just finish by saying Come up with that brilliant idea. Come up with that creativity. Be that slightly famous person so that you can spotlight that new you. This is bye from Sheena. <laughs>